Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Trick or treat. E- Ethan, what, what are you doing right now? I'm going trick or treating. I want candy. Ethan, there are several reasons why you should not be trick or treating. One of which is that you are far too old. Two, Halloween was three days ago. And three, you came to a recording studio to get candy. Okay, one, I'm only 28. Two, it's always Halloween somewhere. And three, we're in Lavender Town. There's only three buildings here anyway. Well, did you go anywhere else? No, this is the first place I stopped. It's what? the biggest building. I figured they have the biggest candy. Now, now, how does that make any sense? First of all, this isn't a what res- living residence, like, at all. Like, how are we supposed to have candy? We're actually recording a podcast right now. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to sit in then. All right, all right, I guess, I guess. <laughs> Welcome to the 154th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Scissorkick, and Ethan. And we're here to bring you a spooktacular episode of the Puckle Podcast, even though it is November 3rd. Dude, oh god, <laughs> I think there's a bat in the recording studio. Like, you let those loose on, on, on the 31st of October, and they're still hanging out. Well, the they'll oh, die god. eventually. It's coming for me. Oh. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. We're good. That's horrible. Let him go. Let him go. He just wants to live his life. No, no, no. no. It's too late. It's a zoo bat. It just wants to fly around. Full Be your friend. It checks now. on you. It's very. It's a very kind. Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna punch it. I'm gonna punch it. No, don't it punch it. It's ah ah ah. Well, well, that's a great way to open up an episode. So that was horrible. <laughs> so what have you guys been doing in Pokemon lately, other than punching murdering them? <laughs> punching zoo bats. And their stupid faces. Well, what have you what have you been doing lately, Ethan? Um, Pokemon wise, uh, playing a bit of Smash, I guess. <laughs> Pokemon, the Pokemon in there. I've, I've right? been getting really hyped and and forgetting to go to GameStop to get that awesome shiny Gengar. Well, well don't no, forget I'm, about the Deonce that's going on. But I think, we'll I'm actually going to go get that today. Gengar's yeah. gone, isn't he? Yeah, Gengar's you know, gone. That's such uh, a bummer. 
I may go try to get Deontay today. I'm gonna go. Last time I went, I think I said this the last episode. They when I asked for the shiny Gengar at my GameStop, they go, I go, yeah, I'm here for the shiny Gengar code, and they're just like, oh, okay. How many uh, do you want? I'll take five. And I was just like, I freaked out. I'm like, I just need one. Oh my god! Why? I know, just, right? Why wouldn't you at least say two or three? I know. I blew it. I blew it. I blew it. I'm gonna go in there though for Deonsi this week and be like, can I, I get like three. seven? Uh, sir, we only give out one per customer. <laughs> Why did you oh, ask man. me how many? Man, I really use one of those Gengar coats. Yeah, I only have one left, and it's uh, it's for Bo. I'm probably going to have to go on eBay at some point, because it's a really sweet deal. It's a shiny Gengar. Just... I, I like Gengar a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, either way, how about you, Scissor? What have you been doing Pokemon-wise? Uh, we haven't smash. seen you for a while. I, I've been doing a lot of... Yeah, you've, been, you've got life. Missed you got life, life attacking me um, yeah. for critical damage. Um, but no, uh, I guess when I have time, Smash is about it. Yeah. I've been getting excited for, for... Oh, actually, no, I played the uh, the Ruby and Sapphire demo. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, so jealous. We should probably I've been, talk about I've that been, a little, I've been playing that demo, and I've been getting hyped by uh, playing some white version. Uh-huh. Just because I could. Like, see, it, the, the demo doesn't really help me out. I mean, no, the, the demo, demo doesn't do a lot, honestly. Apparently you have to play through it multiple times to get some kind of reward or something. No, like if that. you play if you play the first time, you get the Mega Glalie. Yeah. If you play three times, you get some Pokeballs. What's you play the... some more, you get eventually you get some hard scales. You'll get some uh, heal balls as well. Useful. Yeah, hard scales isn't bad. I think you have to play through ten times to get hard scales. Though. Yeah, and then there's also some secret missions, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, okay. guys, help me out. Oh, you know, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I'm going to also be. Uh, I guess lately I've been playing White. I've been playing the demo a bit. Other than that, though, I haven't been doing too much. I really want to. I need to get back into competitive. I've been playing. I I just fell out once school started again. Mm-hmm, same. And I need to start playing again because I want to get a good feel for the meta, at least this one, so that I can make the transition hopefully to the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire Mega uh, meta pretty easily. I know Shamu's already playing like the pre-release stats that of people he think is. they have, and. <laughs> Hopefully, like, we can at least be good. I want to be good enough so that at PuckleCon next year, we can all go and then something actually happens. <laughs> like, one, we don't all just get, like, utterly destroyed and go, like, zero uh, and nine. We have Shamu. You don't have to worry about it. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't, pl- he plays singles. He doesn't play, like, competitive VGC style. Why, why does Nintendo not understand, like, the competitive landscape at all? No, 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 no. This is, this is great, the reason they do it. Because one, it lets literally almost every Pokemon be played. And two, mm-hmm. double battles are a far more creative and test your skill a lot more, I believe, than single battles do. Yeah, I agree Maybe stuff. And it's I've... just so much more fun to do because literally anything can win. It's not like, it's like last year when the get- kid won Worlds with Patrizaru. Like, that was because he was good. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Smash style, when there's only like three or four competitively viable characters, you know what I mean? Like, ridiculous. Uh, so like, if you're not bringing a Spacey or a Jigglypuff or, or a Captain Falcon, what's the point? Don't even show up. <laughs> Actually, just destroy your GameCube controller. That's what I prefer. It's not uh, worth owning. All right. Um, and so, I guess that's it. We have plenty to talk about, though. We, we want to talk about it at Paris really badly. So, let's head over to the news. Ah, so cue the epic music.
Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, we have a few things that are happening. Uh, first of all, there are hidden missions that have been revealed in the Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire demo. So apparently, if you play for long enough, you will eventually, like, I think it has to do with the start date of when you started, not actually, like, how many hours you've logged on it. Uh, first of all, there there's a mission that is, uh, it's like this nugget mission, and you can go get a nugget from a guy. It's pretty cool. I usually what? don't accept nuggets from strangers, but I'm going to make an exception. And which is kind of cool. There's also another secret mo- mission, wh- which is uh, where you just battle either Team Aqua or Team Magma, and it's hmm. nothing super special. I don't know. Uh, that whole demo is nothing special. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm doing it for the Mega Stone, and you know what? When I play the game, I'm probably still gonna be able to find a Gla- Glalite or Glalite, whatever it is. Train yeah. to fetch in it for the Mega Stone. That's all I'm in it for. I mean, that and the hard so... scales. I want the hard scales. I don't think the hard um, scale reward is not bad. Yeah, that's pretty decent. That's like decent. Like hard scale, I think is decent, and I think Mega Stone is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I've been like, man, I could use Mega Stone or not a Mega Stone, a hard scale right now. Yeah, I have to go like find one. Yeah, no, I found a. Uh, I found I found the greatest meme for this. It was just like I'm I'm fighting I'm I'm conflicted between two things. One, I could either play this really boring demo several times or i can regret not getting the hard scales uh yep. i'm torn yeah right um, <laughs> how does it look like does it feel nice to play oh my gosh it? okay so like the background images mm-hmm. i feel are more dynamic like in battle good mm-hmm. like yeah. you know before it just seemed kind of fuzzy oh, and muddled yeah, this yeah, time yeah. i don't know if it's just because there's different scenery or not but part it of that, feels dude. a lot better they made the I, demo look really nice, and everything else is gonna be horrible. Yeah, the real game's just gonna look like crap. Yeah. Um. I. I think that's. I cannot wait to see the diversity of that region again rendered in polygons. Yeah. <laughs> Make fun of of Hoenn all you want, Thatch, but Hoenn was a really great region. It, no, 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 no. It's it was really great. It was. I agree with you. Like I, yes. I've got. I just did an episode last week about hype for this game because, like, I'm excited for it. Oh, you hypocrite. <laughs> you're you're a hypocrite. That's what you are. I think we're all hypocrites. No, I always yeah, like. No, I I fully admit that I am. Uh, <laughs> a hypocrite. And and I, I'm proud of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, for those of you who do not have this demo yet, there's still two ways in North America to grab grab it. One, we're doing a giveaway on our Tumblr. Uh, there was an extra code that we had. Even so if Tumblr? you follow us on Tumblr, you <clears throat> can get a uh, demo code. Damn. So do that. You can also uh, it purchase Puzzle League this week on the 6th, so I believe that's Thursday? Oh, yeah. I forgot this Thursday, one. you can bu- purchase Pokemon Puzzle League, the Game Boy Color game, on the eShop. It was like $6. Yeah, it's like six. Do- it's like four, 5 or $6. It's not even that much. I think it was 6 because I remember it being a weird But demo. then you're essentially paying $6 to play a demo. And <laughs> get, get Puzzle League. Oh. Oh, great. Now I have to install Puzzle League on my... My 3DS. Yeah, now, is exactly. it, is, that's not the N64 game, is it? No, this is no. the Game Boy Color game. Oh, okay, because I re- and they're also doing the trade the trading card game, correct? The trading card game you will also get a demo code for, but that's coming out on the 13th. I don't want to oh. wait that. So long. that's actually going to be next Thursday. I would rather have TCG, but so, I don't wait that long to get it. So you can get TCG, and you can also get the demo code, but you only get a week to play the demo before the game comes out on the 21st. <laughs> yeah, and at that point, I'll already have the Master Chief Collection. So. Uh huh. This is so, a really packed month for me, man. Not, yeah. Other than like, that, two of my we favorite have, uh, games ever are getting remade. It's crazy. 
We have uh, one more. There's Japan has released a bunch of videos of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire compared to the original Ruby and Sapphire. Ooh. And so it actually looks really cool because it's just like, look what it look, used to look like. Look I how it doesn't look like a 16-bit engine anymore. I kind of want to see 13, it myself. It's like 32-bit engine or something like that. I forget which one it was. Maybe 16-bit. I, I assume 16-bit. Uh, like the comparison videos between the old, uh, the originals and uh, the remakes. They, there's a bunch of comparison videos between the two, Ethan. You might be very hyped to see those. Yeah, Ethan. I'm actually kind of trying to avoid content for this because I want to go into it and just have my mind blown. Same. Like, it also, I have a feeling that where this game is going to feel like I remember the old games feeling mm. when really the old games are like super clunky. And yeah. kind of hard to go back to play now. Ah, uh, no, I don't say they're clunky. I'd say compared to like the newer the newer games where slow. they have some Deadly fewer slow. features. Yeah, slower. Yeah. I'm. I hope it goes by a little bit faster. I hope. I hope Experience All makes a return. Uh, I think yeah. it does. I think it is returning. I assume so. Yeah. Do you eat roller skates? No, you don't. But you can walk in any direction, just like you were if you were on the roller skates. Do you, That'd be hilarious. You can only walk like immediately. Huh. Do you get running shoes immediately? I don't know. You play. I believe you do. I was listening. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was on the IGN podcast. They're a Nintendo podcast. They're talking about uh, the de- like they played like like a, like a a demo at like a show, mm-hmm. and they, uh, you do get like the running shoes immediately. That's good. Cool. Apparently, you start off with them actually, and like just and like you do an X and Y. Yeah, you start off with them, and then you get like a fake out. Like your mom, like you know, you know how uh, Ruby and Sapphire, how your mom stops you yeah. on your way out the second time. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I got something for you. Apparently, she stops you, and she's like. She stops for a second, and then she just walks back to the house without giving you anything. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That reminds me of kind of what they did with the um, um, the Resident Evil remake yeah. on the GameCube, where, like, they would... There's a jump scare in the first game, um, and in this in the remake, it's not there the first time, but when you come back through, that's when they get you. Like, uh, they just take in, taking your expectations for the game and twisting them. That's kind of fun. Yeah, um, this, have we seen any footage of Slateport City yet? I don't know. Um, I haven't I think seen any. We, I think we've seen like a tiny little yeah. Slateport in in like in uh, Rustboro. Like, do we know if these things are gonna look like cities or if they're gonna look like their traditional? We're not exactly sure. Like, we, Moss Deep's in the demo, oh, and yeah. it looks exactly like it did. Honestly. Okay. And so I I heard that there's possibly something with Mauville City being changed a little bit, but. Hmm. You know, they're going to look, I think it's going to look very similar to the original games, except 3D, you know? Okay. 3D. Which is perfectly think, um, fine with me. As long as Pacific Log is intact. I, I think Fortree looks crazy now, if I recall. I think I saw yeah, it. no, you can but... see it, actually. The demo, yeah, you can the, tell like, there's a video now. that shows it. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on, there's one last piece of news for Pokemon, and that's that the Deonce event's going on right now until, I believe, the 16th of November. So you have an extra two weeks to go grab it. So go do that while you can. Please do. Uh, I'm going to go grab some. I'm going to try to get some extra codes to give out on the website. Um, other than that, we do have Puckle news, however. Apparently, for Oraz, we are going to throw a release party of some sorts. This is including the live episode that we're going to have on the 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern. To make that clear, the episode starts at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Which is an American time zone. I'll get you. I think it's GMT minus five, and you—that's when it takes place. Because I actually knew a lot of people that showed up at like two o'clock their time to listen to the episode last time. 
And it's just like, well, no, that's not how it works. You're Mm-mm. on the you're on the West Coast. A different time zone, sucker. <laughs> yeah. And so it's going to go from two to four. After that, there's going to be a nice hour or two break. And then there's going to be a movie night run by Ethan. Word up. That and is what movie? Do you know? Do you know what movie it's going to be? I am still deliberating. Um, it should be. A, it should be like a Hoenn movie. Oh um, yeah. I don't know if we've exhausted. No, there's no way we've exhausted those. Yeah, well, yeah I'll look, the, I'll look uh, for a decent Hoenn flick. The fifth movie. <clears throat> yeah. Not sure if any of the Hoenn movies are actually good, but uh, I, I think the fifth movie was okay, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which one is the fifth? Lachios and Ladias. Yeah. Uh, we already watched that one. Oh, wow. uh, watch it again. Jirachi um, movie. Oh God, have it's we watched Heroes yet? I don't think we've seen Heroes. You saw Heroes. Heroes is the fifth one. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. You're so bad at this. I'll, I'll deliberate. <laughs> I'll figure and, it out. All right. So that's what we have going on. Also, one last piece of news is that we're going to have a chat box meetup on the 11th. It's a Tuesday. It's an American holiday known as Veterans Day. I just happen to have it off. So I'm going to have a chat box meetup from 6 p.m. once again Eastern time until 10 o'clock or possibly even later. Where I'll be on the chat box. I'll be giving away Wishmaker Jirachis if you come and talk to me. Dash, can I get one? If you come to the the chat box meetup. Yes. You can get one. I have like like 18 or 20 of them. Holy cow. So you guys can. I I have the bonus disc. (laughs) So Holy I got crap. super lucky. I just so I just skimmed through the fluffiest Wims of Scott's article. Yes, she goes in. Oh my yeah, goodness! No. Okay, well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> so that's all for the news. So after this short break, we'll hit up the topic. Whoa. Hey everyone! If you haven't signed up for the Puckle website, I really think you should. Just by going to PucklePodcast.com and creating an account, you can earn badges for doing things such as liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, following us on Tumblr, and reviewing us on iTunes. All these things help us out. Not to mention, you can come by the chat box, talk to our members, build a little bit of community, make some friends. All helps out Puckle in the long run. Maybe you want to write for the website. You're more than welcome to by contacting us through PucklePodcast at gmail.com or filling out the application on the website. Also, don't be afraid to email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You don't always need to email us about the mailbag question. We'll probably still read your email on the show, so feel free to do so. You guys always make up about 20 minutes of every episode, so we look forward to your feedback. Also, if you're feeling very generous, you can donate to Puckle by just going to the donations tab on the website. So I'm Trainer Thatch, and I'm looking forward to meeting you guys at pucklepodcast.com. And on to the topic, for those of you who cannot read, our topic today is creepypastas. Because of Halloween, we thought it'd be kind of cool. Spooky. It'd be very spooky. <laughs> so for this special episode, uh, we actually had all of the members of the council go ahead and record their, fa- like their favorite creepypasta. So we're going ha- to play each one of those segments, and then we're going to discuss them very shortly in between each one. So... I guess sit down, listen to some scary stories, and... Okay, okay. Now, I need you to, like, get comfortable. Like, 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 you take off all your clothing. Wait, and, Ethan, and stop, lie in bed. stop, 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 stop. No. No. You're not <laughs> doing then, that. And then you, you, you're, you're gonna... No, 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 no. Let's go, let's play the first one. Let's play the first one. Here we go. I'm gonna play the first one. Will I ever be free? Will I ever be free of this tormenting life after death? To exist as a ghost, wandering around my, in my own despair, just longing to be put back to rest? 
I remember how peaceful the long rest was. There I was, sleeping in my ancient tomb without a thought for to the living, complete solitude, not being a bother to anyone living. But all of that was snatched from me, many years later. Everything I had in life, and even in death, were all taken away. Gone. And I still don't know why to this day, and I probably will never, never will. Suddenly, the past came rushing back to me. I remembered who I was, yet still not why I was here. I never did any ill deed in my life. I was born a human, for Christ's sakes. Not this fiend, this creature, lurking through the night and mad with anguish as I gloss over everything I have lost. This legend of campfire tales and nightmare fuel, the scary stories that small, bo small boys tell in the dark. But all I have left is this damned mask that haunts me so. I can't be separated from it. Everywhere I go, it trails behind me. Everywhere I turned, it would follow me like a long-lost puppy. I passed a graveyard. Lavender Town was its name, to be exact, or at least the town name. The cemetery did not really have, an have one that anybody knew of. There were many rumors and hoaxes surrounding it, stories of how the dead came back, back to life to haunt the living. The stories of buried corpses sucking victims in, or of ghastly hands clasping around the living. The most frightening of them all being a ghost, a devil granting its trainer immense power just to take it away. But all I have to ask is why? What sick, twisted monster would torture us so? I took out the mask, my mask, except it was not always a mask, it was once my face. Hesitant, frail te tears came to its eyes and I gazed upon it. My face was so beautiful, all I could do was stare at the mask and weep silently for myself. I can never be free. And that was Ethan's creepypasta called, I believe, A Mask, right? Yep. Yeah, I guess it's it's obviously based on Yamask Mask and that creepy Pokedex entry saying that it was once a human that yeah. tears around a mask of its face. Yeah, I, th I thought it, I, I liked it. I thought it was appropriately spooky. Spooky. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. I, I don't know. That's definitely one of the creepier Pokedex entries. Yeah. Um. So okay. Yeah. So the idea of it is basically it's a Yamask Mask uh, going past Lavender Town. Is that what's going on? Essentially, yep. I okay. It's just, that's essentially was, what's going on. I was confused at first, like, why is this man carrying about a mask? And I see so spooked. <laughs> it's a yaw mask. Actually, we <laughs> talked about it a few episodes ago. Scrawn and I did, and I, uh, somebody else, I believe Shamu. We were doing Pokemon like Origins, and we talked about yaw mask. Uh, okay. and it's oh wait, based... that's me. I was there for that. Oh, it was you. Yeah, <laughs> that's who it was. I, I, and... I remember. I remember it was yaw mask who did that. But I didn't yaw mask it was, like... has he carries around, and it's actually because uh, of some Egyptian idea of the personality. Mm. And so I, I don't know, like. The the story gets me, but if I look at that, I'm just like, well, it's not a full, full uh, a full human being. It's just you know. Who are you to judge if it's a full a human being, bro? <laughs> <laughs> because Ethan, I I can I can do whatever Look I want. Yamask are shit. people too. Yeah, and Yamask rights, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Yeah, no, I think that it, it was a very good one, Ethan. Very appropriate for Halloween. Oh. It was, Thank uh, you. I don't know, like, these are just, like, I don't, I wouldn't call that one spooky. It was definitely creepy. Yeah. Spooky. It's really spooky. weird to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to force you to battle. Let's <laughs> force another human being. That, that's technically slavery. Yeah, that's oh, slavery wow. at that point. Oh, well. Moving on to places. our next creepypasta. This next one was recorded by Bo, I believe. So let's take a listen. I am the original. I am the best. I care not what those journals say. They are wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. I am the original. Aren't I? I fingered the Pokeballs attached around my waist. My Pokemon. My partners. My faithful companions. My best friends. 
through thick and thin, we'd gone through the perils of Jojo and into Kanto. And now here I was, standing at the entrance of the old mansion. I had been mesmerized by the beauty of a Ninetales I'd battled against on my way here. I wanted one. I had to have one. The kind trainer told me that Vulpix could be found in the old Cinnabar mansion, which was just about to be destroyed. Dangerous. But I was getting that Vulpix whether this stupid mansion wanted me to or not. I double-checked my party, making sure everyone was set and ready to go. My Feraligator, Beedrill, Noctowl, Umbreon, and Rapidash all seemed ready. But there was the question of whether or not he was ready. I bit my lip, having been told by a friend of the journals that were scattered around the mansion. He had pointed out that the collections to my dearest boy, and I, of course, denied every single thing that he pointed out. I had to. My Pokemon were practically my children, and what parent would not want to try to protect their child? But even I couldn't ignore everything. I decided just to keep him in his Pokeball for this trip, even if his psychic powers were good against the boys and Pokemon that practically ruled the place. I took the ball and shoved it deep down into my backpack. I made sure I had plenty of potions, antidotes, and burn heals. After finding satisfaction in my stores, I slung the bag across my back, called out my rabbit ash, and kindly asked her if she would light up the dark mansion for me. And the Pokemon whinnied and flared brighter. I smiled and thanked her, guessing that this is a yes. <clears throat> I'm so tired. Where are we? I can't tell. It's dark and stuffy. It's hot, too. Too hot. I don't like it. Why can't I see this feeling? Why do I have it? Why do I suddenly feel so ice cold? Where are we? I felt the Pokeball rattle in my backpack. Considering my bag was so loaded with stuff, I was surprised I could feel it. My boy must be distressed. I frowned. I knew he didn't like being in dark places, and yet I still did this to him. He'll be upset, but not as much as he would be if he was out. The lesser of the two evils, I suppose. And I simply couldn't leave him in the storage system. He'd live. I slid my Pokedex out of my pocket, looking at a picture of the Vulpix on the screen, studying it. I scanned over its info. I'd be ready to face this thing once I found it. I even had the brand new Ultra Ball in my pocket ready to toss at the fox. Whoa! My gaze snapped from the screen, my eyes wide. My prize had come to me, it seemed. Who was I to complain about that? The Vulpix spotted me, with pinprick eyes. I took off down the decrepit hallway, grinning. I readied for Alligator's Pokeball and took after it, my feet pounding on the moldy carpet. Ugh. I feel sick. I have a headache. Is there anything for that? Maybe something for humans. Maybe it'd work for me, too. I'm not too different from them, after all. No matter how much it pains me to say so with some of them in the world. Huh? We're moving. Ugh. That sick feeling got stronger. The air smells... familiar. Are we in a cave? No, no, no. It's not a cave. It feels too strange to be a cave. Let's see. There's mold in the air. It smells stale. We're enclosed somewhere. It's too dry to be a cave. The air isn't dusty. 
This ash. Something's burning. Or has recently burned. That explains the heat, I guess. But there's something behind all that. It's so familiar. It practically drills itself into my mind. And into my fears, it seems. Where are we? Am I... In the bag? Is there something I shouldn't see? Why not? I'm strong enough to handle it. I'm strong enough to handle anything. I chased the Vulpix through the dark. All of a sudden, I took a sharp turn to the right into a room. Rabbitash and I rushed into the room, my partner's bright flames penetrating the shadows that lurked in every corner. It was almost eerie now that I think about it. I turned to the far side of the room. Vulpix was trapped against the wall, hissing and spitting. I frowned. Water would just scare it more, I knew, so with a quick ember for my powerful Rapidash and a flick of the wrist, Vulpix was safely inside an Ultra Ball. I walked over and lifted the ball, tucking it into a pocket in my bag. I'd stick it in the PC once I got back outside. I slung my backpack off, reaching down one side of the pockets to grab an escape rope. That's when I saw it. The journal my friend had told me about. Why it was lying on the ground as though someone had pitched the old book against the wall. Though I never know. What was in that book, though? I had to know. My curiosity lurked in the front of my mind like my shadow on a sunny day. It was there. There was no getting rid of it. Even though I practically promised myself. And my boy, I wouldn't. I reached toward and pulled the book toward myself, being extremely careful with the yellowed pages. I bit my lip again, gently turning to the front of the book. I read aloud. July 5th, Guiana, South America. We discovered a new species of Pokemon. It seems that all member of this species are now gone, sadly. This makes studying the new Pokemon very hard. Luckily, we've recovered samples of the Pokemon's DNA. They appear to be very... Recent. Have these Pokemon only very recently gone extinct, or are they actually still alive? Why does this sound so familiar? It's so painfully familiar. I can feel it in the back of my mind. Why can't I remember? I turned the page, surprised to find a new, uh, few pages torn out. I turned to where the book was laying, finding scattered piles of tiny bits of torn paper. I frowned. There was no salvaging that. I sighed and continued to read. July 10, Guiana, South America. Due to its supposed kitten-like appearance, we have decided to christen the new Pokemon Mew. I smiled. Mew was a very cute name. Mew. Mew. Mew, Mew. The name is so easy to say. It rolls off my tongue as easily as my own name. I can feel it burning in my mind. I know that name. Why do I know that name? I turn to the next few pages, finding them torn out or slightly destroyed to the point that only a few lines of text were readable. Finally, I came to something useful. February 6, Cinnabar Canto. The test of the new Mew project proved successful. We've cloned a brand new specimen. However, the limited DNA will not work. Professor Bain offered some of his own blood for the research. While the clone is not what we had hoped for, being very little like the original Mew, it will suffice. We've decided to call this creature Mew 2. Mew 2 appears to be rather powerful. 
We don't, however, yet know the extent of this power. I frowned. My friend had lied to me. He hadn't wanted me to read these. He had pointed out small similarities that were really painful. My Mewtwo was really a science experiment. No. No, 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 no. I remember now. I remember it all now. I... I refuse to believe I am just a science experiment. I had emotions. I had thought. I had to... suffice. I believed them. I believed those stupid humans. I believed they cared. I am as stupid as them for believing their charade. They care nothing about life. I just had to suffice, though. I was almost shaking. My poor Mewtwo. This was really what he was intended for? My bottom lip quivered. I choked back tears. My Mewtwo. What would have happened if he had not escaped? What fate would he have come to if it was not with me now? I read on. I had to know what the end would have been if he didn't. September 1, Kanto, Cinnabar Island. Mewtwo is far too powerful. All attempts to weaken its vicious tendencies have failed. I flipped the remaining pages. Finding only blank paper, I threw the book against the wall and slung my backpack over my shoulder. I jumped on Rapidash's back, trusting her to take me to the entrance. I just had to get out. I remember now. Oh, so vividly. But no matter how many times I run it through my head, it just seems like a story. I am Mewtwo. I am myself. I am no one's clone. I realize I am pushing into my dear trainer's thoughts, but I don't care. It's better if someone knows what I'm thinking. I have to get it out. I am the original. I am the best. I care not what the journals say. They are wrong, 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 wrong. I am the original. Aren't I? No matter how many times I say it, I can't convince myself it's true. That was a pretty good one, actually. I really like how it ties in the mythology of Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. I dug his. I, I didn't realize at first that he was doing like it slowly dawned on me. It's like wait, he, his voice is changing. I, I think. Like, I, I think that's actually like the perfect way to read it, though. Like, <laughs> if you if you were trying, like, I guess if you're reading it, the author probably hasn't like italics or something, uh-huh, and yeah. you, it'd be more obvious. But like, I think that would be the way to think of it. Like, if you're the person and the Mewtwo keeps breaking into your mind, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. like, wait, are those my thoughts or are those the Mewtwo's thoughts? Mewtwo, deep uh, stuff, man. Right? Stuff, yeah. It's. I, I really I, do. I really do like the the usage of the Mewtwo myth, though, as a creepy pasta. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah. it was a really cool like application of it. Um, I dug his Mewtwo voice. As I said, the, the, the <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning, he said JoJo, and it just threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> the JoJo region. One day we'll all get to visit it. Gave me, gave me a kind of a Lovecraftian vibe there. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it though. Yeah, yeah, a, a good delivery. Very, very committed to that role. <laughs> but yeah, the mute, like just having that, you know, thinking about it in a creepy context. I guess that Mewtwo discovers that it's an experiment and it's pissed off. It's like the movie almost. It is like the movie. It's exactly the movie. 
Except in no, actually, yeah, it is in the movie basically. Except in a little bit darker context, it's like if Red would have gotten gotten caught Mewtwo and then went back, and Mewtwo's like, "Oh <laughs> God, I'm a science experiment. I'm not real." Um, <laughs> see. But yeah, I think we should move on to uh, our next one. Our next <laughs> one was made up by Scissor Kick right oh. here. Oh yes. So here we go. Hey there, this is Scissor Kick, and for Puckle's Halloween Extravaganza slash Celebration Special, whatever you want to call it, I decided that I would do my part and read the story of Pokemon Creepy Black, which is a story of a bootleg Pokemon video game collector who finds a strange version of the game that he's just creeped out by. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about it. It was fairly engaging, and I enjoyed it, even though I don't typically like creepypastas, so I figured I'd pick this one to share with you guys. Uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, now, before I go any further, can we, uh, change this music up a little bit? Because it's, it's fine, it's just a bit over the top. Uh, I just want some music that's a bit more, uh, subtle. Uh-huh, okay, yep. That's, that's still pianos. It is quieter, though, so I guess that is technically more subtle, so I guess we can go with that. Uh, that's fine, let's just, let's just go on with it. I'm what you could call a collector of bootleg Pokemon games. Pokemon Diamond and Jade, Chaos Black, etc. It's amazing the frequency with which you can find them at pawn shops, Goodwill, flea markets, and such. They're generally fun, even if they are unplayable, which they often are. The mistranslations and the poor quality make them unintentionally humorous. Now, I've been able to find most of the ones that I've played online, but there's one that I haven't seen any mention of. I bought it at a flea market about five years ago. Here's a picture of it, of the cartridge anyway, in case anyone recognizes it. Unfortunately, when I moved two years ago, I lost the game, so I can't provide any screen caps. The game started with the familiar Nidorino and Gengar intro of Red and Blue version. However, the start screen had been altered. Red was there, but the Pokemon did not cycle through like they had before. It also said Black version underneath the Pokemon logo. Upon selecting New Game, the game started with the Professor Oak speech, and it quickly became evident that the game was essentially just Pokemon Red version. But after selecting your starter, if you looked at your Pokemon, you had in addition to Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle, one other Pokemon, Ghost. The Pokemon was level 1, it had the sprite of the ghosts that were encountered in Lavender Tower before you obtained the Sylph Scope, and it had one attack, Curse. I know that there is a real move named Curse, but the attack did not exist in Generation 1, so it appears that it was hacked in. Defending Pokemon couldn't attack Ghost. It would only say that they were too scared to move. When the move Curse was used in battle, the screen would cut to black. The cry of the defending Pokemon would be heard, but it was distorted and played at a much lower pitch than normal. The battle screen would then reappear and the defending Pokemon would be gone. If used in a battle against a trainer, when the Pokeballs representing their Pokemon would appear in the corner, they would have one fewer Pokeball. The implication was that the Pokemon died. What's even stranger is that after defeating a trainer and seeing Red receive $200 for winning, the battle commands would appear again. If you selected Run, the battle would end as it normally does. You could also select Curse, and if you did, upon returning to the overworld, the trainer's sprite would be gone. After leaving and re-entering the area, the spot where the trainer had been would be replaced with a tombstone, like the ones at Lavender Town. The move Curse was unusable in all instances. It would fail against Ghost Pokemon. It would also fail if it was used against a trainer he would have to face again, such as your rival or Giovanni. It was usable in your final battle against them, however. I figured this was a gimmick of the game, allowing you to use the previously uncapturable ghost, and because Curse made the game so easy, I essentially used it through the entire game. 
The game changed quite a bit after defeating the Elite Four. After viewing the Hall of Fame, which consisted of Ghost and a couple of other Pokemon I used for HMs, the screen cut to black. A box reappeared with the words, many years later. It then cut to Lavender Town. An old man was standing, looking at tombstones. You then realized this man was your character. The man moved at half of your normal walking speed. You no longer had any Pokemon with you, not even Ghost, who up to this point had been impossible to remove from your party. The world was entirely empty. There were no people at all. There were still the tombstones of the trainers that you used curse on, however. You could go pretty much anywhere in the overworld at this point, though your movement was limited by the fact that you had no Pokemon to use HMs, and regardless of where you went, the music of Lavender Town continued on an infinite loop. After wandering around for a while, I found out that if you go through Diggle's Cave, one of the cuttable bushes that normally blocks the path on the other side is no longer there, allowing you to advance and return to Palatown. Upon entering your house and going to the exact tile where you start the game, the screen would cut to black. Then a sprite of a Caterpie appeared. It was replaced by a Weedle, and then a Pidgey. I soon realized, as the Pokemon progressed from Rattata to Blastoise, that these were all of the Pokemon that I had used Curse on. After the end of my rival's team, a youngster appeared, and then a Bugcatcher. These were the trainers I had cursed. Another cut to black. A few moments later, the battle screen suddenly appeared. Your trainer sprite was now that of an old man, the same one that teaches you how to catch Pokemon in Viridian City. Ghost appeared on the other side, along with the words, Ghost wants to fight. You couldn't use items, and you had no Pokemon. If you tried to run, you couldn't escape. The only option was fight. Using fight would immediately cause you to use struggle, which didn't affect Ghost, but it did chip off a bit of your own HP. When it was Ghost's turn to attack, it would simply wait. Eventually, when your HP reached a critical point, Ghost would finally use Curse. The screen cut to black a final time. Regardless of the buttons you pressed, you were permanently stuck in this black screen. At this point, the only thing you could do was turn the Game Boy off. When you played again, New Game was the only option. The game had erased the file. I played through this hack game many, many times, and every time the game ended with this sequence. Several times I didn't use Ghost at all, though he was impossible to remove from the party. In these cases, it didn't show any Pokemon or trainers in the end, and it simply cut to the climactic battle with Ghost. I still don't understand what motivated the hacker who created this game. It wasn't widely distributed, so presumably it wasn't for monetary gain. It was very well done for a bootleg, though. It seems he was trying to convey a message, though it seems I am the sole receiver of this message. I'm not entirely sure what it was. The inevitability of death? The pointlessness of it? Perhaps he was simply trying to morbidly inject death and darkness into a children's game. Regardless, this children's game has made me think, and it has made me cry. And creepy. that was Creepy Black, if I'm not mistaken, right, Scissor? Yes, it was Creepy Black. Spooky. It's actually one of the more popular creepypastas, like when you mm. talk about Pokemon creepypastas, at least. Yeah, it is. Um, I um, I, don't know, I usually don't get into the creepypastas that much, but I thought that one was okay enough. I realized that's it's like, one of the ones that's more interesting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cooler concept. At least it's some uh, creativity going into it. Um, yeah. No, I, I uh, liked it fine. Um I think uh, nice ringing endorsement there. It was okay. <laughs> it was all right, you know. Um, it's a height. nice music choice. Persona yeah, four soundtrack in the, in the background, says it. Yeah, <laughs> Persona four music beginning. Yeah, <laughs> got to get a persona in there at all at all chances. I had to. I oh it. man, it was really good though. It was. It's a good story because it just talks about. It's like this other part of the Pokemon world where like people do hack the games. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that could happen, you know? Yeah. 
It's yeah. not like unreasonable. It's not like well, then a ghost came out of my game. A ghost came out of my game. Oh, put me in. And it turned me into a uh, wait a gravestone. <laughs> a spooky gravestone. Spooky gravestone. A spook no, stone. no. It's uh there. I think there's actually a hack or something. Uh, there's like yeah, there's like a recreation of the. Like, of I the, think there's something that it's on the R4 actually. And you can like, throw it on your 3DS, and what it does, it pulls your name for your DS or your 3DS. And so at the end, it calls you by your actual name. Oh, that's, that's pretty spooky. spooky. Yeah, yeah, right? Maximum spooks. I, I would be spooked. That's pretty cool. Max. That's I'd pretty cool. I'd be spooked half to death. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see. We have another one. Our next one is from our man, Scrawn. So let's see how that one goes. Okay. Hello, Puckle. This is Scrawn on the post-Halloween spectacular episode. I'm going to go ahead and read the creepypasta I selected, and it is called Abandoned Pokédoll. Enjoy. It was her favorite doll. She took it everywhere, clutching it tight in her small hands. The doll did everything with her. It went to school, sleepovers, dinners, and even tagged along for baths. <laughs> okay. The two were inseparable. She even claimed the first day she became a trainer, she'd still carried around to remember her childhood. The doll might have been a bit odd-looking, but that didn't change anything. It's what she liked, what made the doll truly unique. But as years went on, she found interest in other dolls. It didn't make sense, junking the old doll for new ones. Yet worn and dirty with age, the doll was sent away. It lay in the dumpster, surrounded by trash bags and food wrappers, not where it belonged, not where it belonged at all. Slowly the arms twitched, fingers clawing into the trash bags, its eyes were an angry red and the zipper mouth turned into an angry scowl. Baynet rose from the dumpster, ready to find the little girl that threw it away. The neighborhood, it hasn't changed a bit. How long had it been, anyway? Baynet surely couldn't have been in there that long. It'd find that sweet little girl again and cuddle right back up in her arms. Trash. What a joke. How could someone throw it away? A favorite should not be treated this way. You always keep your favorite. You never toss it away. The grudge grew stronger as the familiar houses of the block came into view. Her house wasn't far, just a few more to pass by. At last, it came into view. The window was open, letting the warm summer breeze pass through. To Baynette's disgust, new dolls littered the floor of her room. Other Pokemon, all new and fresh, not a stain on them, all set perfectly in a row. Its owner wasn't so little anymore. It had been a few years. Baynette floated over to the calendar. Tomorrow was her tenth birthday. She'd be a trainer tomorrow. Baynette slashed its claws through the calendar. A trainer? No chance at that. The slashing continued, slitting all of the dolls' throats. Stuffing pulled out, the dolls landing on the floor silently. No, no, this wasn't enough. The girl would get new dolls, and these ones would end up in the dumpster as well. There was a simple solution to that, at least. She barely had a chance to scream. Just a whimpered gurgle as the claws tore through flesh, leaving a clean, long cut down her neck. The girl would never ever abandon her dolls ever again. Alright, guys. That's what I've got for you. That was actually a really good one. 
Uh, it's a little dark because I don't, for those of you who don't know Scrawn on a very personal level as we do, Scrawn is like this. Uh, <laughs> Scrawn, he slashes people in the neck? No, no, no. He makes these <laughs> jokes like all the time. Like he'll make jokes like that. It doesn't seem like it. Like if you listen to him on the podcast, he seems like this really good guy. And, but no, he makes these kinds of jokes like all the time. But no, he's not slashing people's necks. Okay. I, now, this, I, I think this I is the first one that we've had so far with somebody like actually dying. Uh, is it? I guess, yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, no, my my guy died. My Did boy. He? Yeah, he, well, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, that's why he's a, that's why he's a spooky. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, but, yeah. like, in the story, like, there was no murder. No, 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 no. No, there was a lot of murder, like, this bayonets, like, honestly, again, we have another one that's just like yours, Ethan, where bayonets, it's based on the Pokemon's Pokedex mm-hmm. entry. And it's definitely really creepy because, like, yeah, what if Ma- what if Bennett was just like doing that all the time? Like, yeah, I'm gonna get revenge. Oh god, we'd have a lot of dead American children. Yeah. Yes, the only kind of children that matter. Well, <laughs> no, because they're so wasteful. Um, was it? Um, I I really dug the voice Scrum put on for this. Yeah, yep. that's true. It was very spooky. <laughs> Very I like how he couldn't keep his composure though with with, with the bath with the bath comment. <laughs> <laughs> he did lose it there. He did lose it there. <laughs> Don't go with her to baths. All right, so we have another one, and the next one's going to be from Doctor Shamu. Shamu here, and the creepypasta I shall be doing is Hypno's Lullaby. Come, little children, come with me. Safe and happy you will be. Away from your homes, now let us run. With Hypno, you'll have so much fun. Oh, little children, please don't cry. Hypno wouldn't hurt a fly. Be free, be free, be free to play. Come down in my cave with me to stay. Oh, little children, please don't squirm. Those ropes I know will hold you firm. Hypno tells you this is true, but sadly Hypno lied to you. Oh, little children, you mustn't leave. Your families for you will grieve. The mind will unravel at the themes, allowing me to haunt their dreams. But surely all of you must know that it is time for you to go. Oh, little children, you weren't clever. Now you shall stay with me forever. Oh, and man. that was Hypno's Lullaby. That was frightening. Hypno's Lullaby is, again, another... The third out of the five creepypastas we listened to so far uh, is, again, based off of another... That's uh, another... What's it called? A Pokedex entry. Oh, yeah. About Hypno leading children into the forest and yeah. then literally trying to eat them. Is, it, is that what he does? Does he eat them? Uh, I don't know if he eats them, but he's doing no, something. I, he's kidnapping He's kids. doing something. Let's just, let's just forget about what he's doing. <laughs> Let, I think eating is the better better yeah, situation that come to mind. Things. <laughs> let's, let's say that he's, he's, he's eating them. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't want to leave everybody uh, with uh, one last creepypasta that I chose. And that is that of Lavender Town Syndrome, one of the most popular creepypastas. So I'm going to go ahead and read it right now, and we'll see what we all think. The Lavender Town Syndrome, also known as the Lavender Town Tone, or Lavender Town Suicides, was a peak in suicides and illnesses of children between the ages of 17 to 12. 
shortly after the release of Pokemon Red and Green Japan, back in February 27th, 1996. Rumors say that these suicides and illnesses only occurred after the children play the game reached Lavender Town, whose theme music had extremely high frequencies that studies showed that only that children and young teens can hear, since their ears are more sensible. Due to the Lavender Tone, at least 200 children supposedly committed suicide, and many more developed illnesses and afflictions. The children who committed suicide usually did so by hanging or jumping from heights. Those who did not acted irrationally complained of severe headaches after listening to the Lavender Town's theme. Although Lavender Town now sounds completely different depending on the game, this mass hysteria was caused by the first Pokemon game released. After the Lavender Tone in- incident, the programmers had fixed Lavender Town's theme music to be at a lower frequency, and since children were no longer affected by it. One appeared in 2010 using special software to analyze the audio of Lavender Town's music. When played, the software created images of unknown near the end of the audio. This raised a controversy, since the unknown didn't appear until Generation 2 games. The unknown translate to, Leave Now. There is also the said beta version of Lavender Town. It is said in that the beta, it was released, it was released to some kids to test the games, and that's also caused the issue. So yeah, <laughs> Lavender Town. I don't know what to believe. Like Spook. a lot of people, a lot of people Spook. are like biased after reading this and they listen to the song and they're just like, "Oh, I feel sick. I feel like dying." Yeah, it's like there's a big placebo effect. I feel like I feel like, like that's a huge thing and. I don't know that it's real at all. I've never really tried to do anything to like kill myself after listening to Lavender Town. I've listened to some really creepy versions of Lavender Town before, and like they have some, they have some like really like crazy remixes of the theme on YouTube and all that. that yeah, are actually and we weird. and we work here. We work in Lavender Town. I know we never get spooked. I never. You guys ever sick. hear that? Like, well, when I leave the building, I just immediately start hearing it. Is that just me or like? No, 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 no. That's no, everybody. It's yeah, driving it's me nuts. No, we, we Ethan, we broadcast from the top of the tower like twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's just like speakers outside. That's not even what the radio is playing, but that's no. what we broadcast right outside. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I know we didn't talk a whole bunch about these creepy pastas, but I thought it was just fun to share them with everybody as a special episode. It was a nice little break for us. Mm-hmm. And so let's go yeah. to the commercial break, yes. and then we'll finish up the episode. So we'll catch you guys on the flip flop. My Eevee's dead. Sir, luckily for you, we're having a special on incinerations here at Lavender Town Funeral Homes. What? Incineration? Yes, we give you, we incinerate your Pokemon and give you a commemorative Pokeball urn. Just be careful not to send him out on accident. <laughs> it was my friend. Lavender Town Funeral Homes, where Pikachu turns to Peekaboo. <laughs> episode and welcome back to the puckle podcast our pokemon the episode this week in honor of halloween is pokedex number 7011 gorgeist the pumpkin pokemon singing in eerie spooky voices they wander town streets in the night of the new moon uh anyone who hears their song is cursed Alright, so Gorgeist is one of the most interesting Pokemon I've ever seen competitively. 
First of all, there was just a distribution for a large Gorgeist with the hidden ability Insomnia. Which is probably the best ability to put on a Gorgeist, honestly. Gorgeist does not get many good abilities competitively. He gets pick up or frisk, normally. Oof. So you're not using any of those competitively. You're not using Don't worry. Pick- you're not using Gorgeist competitively, so it's not a big deal. No, Gorgeist oh, is actually really good competitively, Ethan. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Ghost Grass is actually an excellent typing. And 122 defense. Yeah. Base 122 defense. It's a bulky... It depends on what size you have him. Uh, but, oh, okay. Oh, oh the wow, defense actually... Notice. The defense doesn't change, but the other stats do. Because there are four different sizes of Gorgeist. There's small, average, large, and supersize. Super size is the bulkiest. It's got a higher HP. It's also got a higher attack stat. But the catch is it's going to be slower. And, you know, is that worth it? Do you want more HP and for your Gorgeist to be slow? Well, think... the small one's not going to be doing much anyway. So How do we even <laughs> go about in changing the size? Changing the I mean... size, you catch it. It's just intrinsic to it. <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. breed it, it's based on the size of the parent. The small cool. one? Yeah, the small one does not really see much use because you really want a speedy, like, tank. Yeah. Unless you want a speedy little tank, but I don't think you'd want that with a Gorgeist. Yeah. Gorgeist also already has access to Shadow Sneak. It has access to, uh, which gives it, you know, priority. Uh, I yeah. think it also has access to, I don't think, maybe not Sucker Punch. I am a dummy bear. But, you know, it's got a great moveset, actually. It's got access to Shadow Ball, Energy Ball. It can run a very good special attack base, but you definitely want to go physical. Like, Shadow Sneak is definitely a way to go, and maybe run with Seed Bomb. You can also yeah. go in there for the Phantom Force. Trick or Treat, I've actually seen used competitively. Really? What does Trick or Treat do? I've never Trick seen Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat adds on the ghost type to uh, a Pokemon. So, like, say you have a Polyrath that's water fighting. Mm. I use Trick or Treat on it. Now it's water fighting ghost. Really? Yeah. So, I guess if your Polyrath, for some reason, had a ghost-type move, it gets stabbed. But, it allows Gorgeist to hit you for super effective damage with Shadow Sneak. Now, what if... Oh, man. I think I'm crazy. Uh... I've definitely seen it used before, though, in VGC format. Yeah, I'm for trying to think of to get more... Like, it makes Gorgeist capable of taking out other opponents. I guess there's no way for a ghost move to be triple effective. Like, a ghost, like, yeah. would that be triple effective on anything? Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be, like, a psychic type and... A psychic ghost, and that's, I guess that's it. That's the only thing that's, like, either ghost or... It would get times four, I guess. Yeah. Damn it. I was really hoping there'd be, like, a times eight somewhere in there. Times eight? I don't think so. And it's probably the only reason <laughs> that, like, that movie's allowed to exist. <laughs> But I'm like Gorgeist. I've run it before, and it's actually incredibly useful, contrary to Ethan's ideas. <laughs> yeah, because we all know I'm I'm the most competitive player in the the Poco community. You know you are, Ethan. You're a he closet is. competitive Pokemon player. <laughs> closet competitive Pokemon player. I'll believe me. There's nothing closet about it. <laughs> um. So should I ever use Pumpkaboo? Or not Pumpkaboo, uh, Gorgeist. Gorgeist? Yes. I okay. like. I want to see what the VGC 2015 rules are first. Uh, I might try to run one. Because it's, uh, I don't know, it's just definitely something that sounds like fun to run. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty just, funny, yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun to run. Somebody should set up a spooky team. They, they actually had recently the uh, Pokemon, uh, it wasn't the Trick or Treat, but there was a Halloween-like tournament that Nintendo sponsored last weekend. And you were required to have a Gorgeist in your party and use it every battle. 
and you were only what? allowed to use ghost type Pokemon. That's insane. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty I guess funny. That's fun, but yeah, it's funny, but yeah. I like that actually, yeah. Yeah, no, Nintendo's doing a lot of these really cool, just like silly tournament rule things. Yeah, that is pretty and cool. And I'm really loving it because it's just like then it's not competitive. Like it's just <laughs> literally just play to have fun. I think it really captures the spirit of the game. It really does. Uh, but uh yeah, so some very like common gore guy sets you're gonna see. You're gonna see something like a protect with leech seeds, uh, Will-O-Wisp, and Seed Bomb just, like, bulked up, you know? Uh, I have seen a couple other variations. Sometimes Pain Split's in there, mm. and, you know, that works. For those of you who are wondering, Gorgeist is an NU Pokemon, but I definitely believe it's higher. It should be higher than that. I know that there's a lot of usage in RU and UU. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah, one of those I- Pokemon. I haven't seen, I've never seen, I've never encountered it competitively, so I was honestly a bit curious. It's actually a lot, like, it's a really cool Pokemon, and it's a great, uh, it's a great bulky player, you know, when you need somebody. It, it pretty much runs like my Dusknoor did back in Gen 4. And it's just like, you take a lot of hits, and then you pain split. Yeah, that's good. Or you just soak up damage while you're waiting for that leech seed, you know? <laughs> like, that's all it's, that's all it is. That's its job. Let's see if we can uh, find out any trivia. And there are two points that Bulbapedia brings up. Uh, a supersized Gorgeist has a different cry from its other three forms, pitched lower than the cry shared by other forms. Hmm. Only average and supersized Gorgeist can have its abil- hidden ability, Insomnia. Average size can be obtained as a Pumpkaboo with its hidden ability from the Friend Safari. Super size can only be obtained with its hidden ability as the two- spooky 2014 super size Punkaboo. That spooky. event is now over. It ended on Halloween. I got one. That's the only event I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's uh yeah, it's that's Gore Guys for you. If you want to learn more, you can check out at Puckle Podcast. I assume somebody will talk about it. Uh, Scrawn did not talk about it this week. He talked about Glalie, and I'm just like, no, it's Halloween. It's... But if you want to read any of the articles, we have awesome articles now. You can come to PucklePodcast.com, sign up for an account, chat with the authors. They really like it when you leave comments. So please do, if you have any comments on their articles, leave one, tell them they're doing an awesome job, or ask them to write something that you'd like them to write about. So yeah, uh, that's it for the Pokemon the episode. Let's move on to the mailbag. It's mail time! Time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. And on to the mailbag. Before we forget, the mailbag is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And every week we are out to give you guys the Green Tauros badge for writing the best email this week. So, without further ado, let's move on to the mailbag. Last week's mailbag's question was, what's your favorite creepypasta? Because that's what we talked about this week. Thought it'd be relevant. And Halloween, you know, everything's spooky. 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 And we have jack-o'-lanterns that are Pokemon and everything. Yeah. So, uh, our first email is actually a special one. It's from Goggles. It he actually sent it in in uh, recorded format. So I thought it'd be appropriate to play that, and then we'll move into everybody else's. 
So here we go. Greetings to all of Buckle in this season of fear. Especially to you, Ghoul Trainer Thatch, and the esteemed members of the Blackthorn Council. The time has come for the ghost Pokémon and children to roam free in their merriment, forgetting what horrors creep just beneath the surface. Remember that while there is plenty of candy and good times to be had, not every child holding a Drifloon or being led astray by a Hypno that day will be in costume. Yes, let us not forget how truly terrifying these creatures we love so can be. And yet, even though the Pokémon world is scary enough, we still feel the need to amplify the fears of our world. And what better way to do so than with creepypastas? When it comes to Pokémon creepypastas, my favorite would have to be Pokémon Black. The concept of using the unidentified ghost to outright kill trainers and Pokémon I saw as an interesting game mechanic, and the inevitable price you would have to pay makes it all the sweeter. Just thinking about it puts a fiendish smirk on my face. Well, I believe I have rambled enough for one evening, but before I go, I would like to shamelessly plug something truly scary. Terrible Pokemon fan fiction. Some time ago, I started a series called Oh God Why Theater on YouTube. If you feel so inclined, head over to youtube.com slash deadgoggles and check out the first episode, a reading of Pokemon Attack of Mewtwo. It is truly a terror to behold. Until next time, children of Buckle, don't explode and die. Dead goggles. <laughs>
I just love the community doesn't have an age discrimination. It's great how I, a 21-year-old, can easily just slot into a community with members both younger and older than myself. My favorite creepy pasta, although terribly cliched, has to be the Lavender Town Syndrome. I'm not sure if it's purely observational bias, but ever since I heard this theory, the music now makes my head hurt. Ever since you hugged the theory? Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> I know, I know. And now a quick question for you fellows. Did you dress up for Hollow's Eve? If so, what is? I dressed up as Ash Ketchum, actually, a couple weeks ago. There's this thing uh, in Columbus, Ohio called Highball, where they close off High Street, which is one of the main streets, a portion of it. It's just a huge Halloween party. It's for charity. And so I wanted to ask Ketchum. I saw a guy who was Pikachu, and I chucked a Pokeball at him. <laughs> did, did he get, like, arrested for assault? Because that no, was it was a foam very... Pokeball, and he didn't realize that I threw it. No, the and then he's like, his oh! EV, his Eevee's ashes came flying out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, did I, you guys dress up? I, yeah, I dressed up as a lumberjack. I can see that. I just thought you were a lumberjack, like, during your normal days. Uh, yeah. Well, That's I mean, not dressing up. I, it was really easy. All I had to do was go buy an axe. Oh, okay. Okay. What Which I didn't do. Um, I couldn't separate Halloween. I was, um... Uh, okay, that's uh, at, at some That's some of my family stuff going on. It's, yeah. it's kind of sad because the first year since I've been in college, I didn't yeah. do anything Halloween. But it's okay. I still have one more year of college at least. Yeah. So that's, I'll get something done. Keep up the spectacular work. Yours, Pokeversity, P.S. Fish and Chips, Tea and Scones, Crumpets. P.P.S. The Queen Says Hi. Are scones British? I did yes. not know that they were British. I believe yes. that they are. I thought they were like, I can buy them. I can buy them. Okay. Crumpets. Uh, our next one is from Antler Boy. So who wants to read this one? I will take this. Okay. Everyone Which... just send in the password. It is, is the, the... Uh, third one. The, the, the not, one AD. Not... AD. Or his initials. Wait. Oh, okay. 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 Hey, Thatcher co-hosts, Antler Boy again. I have to start this email by saying that yesterday was a great day. I was trying to breed a 5-IV e, uh, Torchic, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, when I went to check the IVs, it turned out all of them were perfect. I had bred a 6-IV Torchic. Good job, buddy. Um, I did manage to breed a 5-IV Torchic, too. So if you ever need a perfect IV Torchic with speed boost, Thatch, feel free to message me. I, I could... I could go for one of those. Oh, good. Um, I get one. You for ask him. Um, uh, nah, it's, I don't know. I could go for one, but maybe. <laughs> yes, I can go for one. I don't know if it'll do. I feel like I feel like it'd be collusion. It would be collusion <laughs> to. I'd be abusing my power. Um, he this wasn't me the only. To ask him for one. Well, well he, he is. It's a valuable product. He could trade with that. I, I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get one, and then just give it to you. How about that? Oh, that's, that's, now, now we're talking. Um, <laughs> this wasn't the only pleasant event to occur that evening. In fact, uh, far from the, oh, far from the only amazing thing that happened. I was watching a stream, uh, to find people to battle when I was messaged by a girl who gave me an Oraz demo code. What an amazingly generous person. That's really cool. Um, I went to bed thinking that all, uh, that I would have to wait until the morning for more good things to happen, but I could have been more, uh, couldn't have been more wrong if I tried to be. First of all, the Puckle episode had been released, which is a great thing by itself. I mean, that's a matter of perspective. Um, <laughs> however, this was a special episode. You, uh, you see, it was the first episode where I sent an, uh, an email 
uh, for the mailbag question. It made me really happy to hear my, my email be read on the show. Not only that, my email uh, actually won the Green Taurus badge. I know it was based on luck, but the fact that you guys like my email made my day, or night, depending on how you want to see it. It really inspired me to write this email, which I'm writing the next morning, by the way. Speaking of writing, uh, if, I ever uh, if I ever come up with a good enough idea in time to sit down and write about Pokemon, then I would love to write something for, uh, for the Puckle website. However, with school and all, it's hard to find the time. I, I feel you, brother. Um, if I ever did write uh, if I ever did write an article or two, it would probably have to do with the competitive scene, as it is the part of the game I enjoy the most. Speaking of competitive battling, I tried to find a forum on the Puckle website for, for Wi-Fi battles, however, without luck. Um, if someone could tell me where to find battles on the site, that would make me you should uh, definitely go to help the me chat. mentally. Yeah, the chat box. is definitely the better place to find people. The forums, like, you can do it, but nobody's going to check it enough to be able to do it. Like, you go to the chat, somebody's gonna wanna, somebody will be there ready to battle you right then. Yeah, they are fiendish about it. They're yeah. like, hey, you want to battle? Like, I, I get on, and they're instantly, like, yeah, it's challenging like, You want to battle right now? You want to buy some like, dead sticks? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, I really want to battle all the Pokalonians. Um, okay, now for the mailbag question. I've never been a fan of creepypastas or anything intended to scare creepy people out. They make it difficult for me to sleep, and I already have enough difficulties with sleep. Therefore, I have no favorite. Keep up the great work, guys, and thanks for the episode. Your Swedish listener, Antler Boy. Where are you getting a lot of Europeans? The Swedes. Alright, the next one is from Black. You got this one, Scissor? Yeah. Oh, oh God. Lost my place. Oh, man. Wait, I lost my place, man. Uh, oh, wait, there, there we go. I see it. Okay, his name is just as black as the. Oh, yeah. that, I can't read. Um, Oi, Puckle, what are you doing? Continuing the podcast without me? That's not okay. Smiley face. <laughs> black Gold here, long time no see. I've been swamped with school and have been trying not to let anyone spoil ORAS for me, but I downloaded the demo and went, screw this, I don't want to listen to Puckle. The 150th happened. Sadly, now I have to wait for 200. If we get that far. Oh, we wow. probably will. We probably will. Not because we want to, because we just do. <laughs> uh, in catching up and catching up on episodes. And I'm gonna have to, to skip wait, wait. Oh wait, I'm catching okay. I'm catching up on episodes and I'll have to skip the ones that seem boring because I don't have a lot of free time before the twenty first. And now I have to do school while listening to Parkle. <laughs> no matter how hard I try I'm, this is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> just be normal. Uh, oh, okay. Mailbag time. Wow, it's been a while since I've done this. I believe the mailbag was what I—it was your favorite creepypasta. Well, I have to say, the scariest is the red and blue one. Hashtag, come follow me. But I decay what my favorite one is. Probably the Pokemon Black version. Either that, either that is the one with the Cardivore where that hijacks your DS, then five days later steals your soul. What the? Hell? Oh, the one with the Poke Walker. We should have bred that one. That one was. Oh scary. man. Yeah, you guys dropped the ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one with the Poke Walker. Yeah, that one. At least one person knows which one I'm talking about. Oh, oh, that was me. <laughs> um, anyway, Puckle, I'm glad to be back, and I hope to jump back onto the site soon. Anyway, black gold over and out. Just keep listening to music. It'll get better, I promise. Wait, what? From, <laughs> that's a quote from Vanessa Walmack. I don't know if that's like his. I don't know if that's going to do. I don't know if that's supposed to be right or not, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa. All and right, black. so our next one is from, let's see. Is from Amy in Ohio. Oh wait, no, it's not. Um, oh, 
I believe Bo picked that one up. So. Oh really? Oh darn! I was yeah, I was eyeing that. I was eyeing yeah. that up. Yell at Bo. Okay, so our next one oh. is uh, from the fluffiest whimsicott. Yeah. Hello, okay. Thatch and his spooky co-host. Spooky. <laughs> I'm really not into <laughs> scary stuff, but I do have a favorite Pokemon creepypasta. Pokemon Black. I told you this is a big one. Not the actual game that came out later. I'm referring to the story about a hacked red cartridge where you can use the Lavender Town Ghost as your Pokemon. I found it extremely well thought out and coherent without any gratuitous blood seeping off the walls or stuff like that, which is pretty common in other creepypastas. I'm glad in we're fact, on the same wavelength with this. I agree. I'm a big <laughs> fan of blood seeping off of walls personally. So. Shut up, Ethan. You can leave. <laughs> in Considering fact, it. Oh, wait. Wait a second. I think I've just unlocked the secret mission in the Ohars demo. Sweet. Let's see what it's like. Uh, I'm pretty sure this isn't what I had seen in the spoilers on the internet. Maybe it's a different secret mission? Steven said, I heard someone is in danger on an island near here. Your help is needed, Orlando. But this island only has one long cave, no grass or trainers, and no NPCs. Who am I supposed to help? And now Steven is not where I left him. Awesome. I find something new by myself, for once, and it's all bugged and unusable. Unless it's one of those crazy annoying things like the Reggies. Tell you what... I'll try clicking on every stupid piece of rock in the cave. Might as well, right? Okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I did find <laughs> something, but it's not pretty. A section of the wall was fake. You know, like those things that the ninja trainers used to hide behind? And behind it I found Steven, but he's stuck inside a red glass wall of some sort. Totally still. And I can't interact with him or the glass. I've tried to select and use anything, my Pokemon, their moves, the stuff in my bag. But nothing works. What the heck? Ah, okay. I moved away from the wall, and in the spot I was standing, now there's one of those dust clouds from Gen 5. I guess I'm supposed to step in it? Oh dear, mother of Mew! Now a wild Sableye has appeared, and in this mega vault, with no trainer. And inside his giant gem is Steven, and he has a terrified look frozen <laughs> on his face. It's quite upsetting, and the battle music is all minor keys and discordant stuff. Is this a stupid Halloween joke? My Glalie used Ice Fang, but Sableye's HP bar is untouched. It's Steven who looks hurt. The game says, the wild Sableye is laughing. Did PETA hack this demo? What the? Oh, I get it. I'll use Protect now. The wild Sableye is laughing, it keeps saying. No matter what I do, Protect has now failed, and Sableye knocked out my Glalie. Now whatever move I use, Steve looks worse, and Sableye laughs. And he's knocking out all of my Pokemon one by one. Orlando is out of usable Pokemon. Then why am I not blacking out? The wild Sableye is speaking in a deep voice. No freaking kidding, there's an actual voice coming out of the 3DS. It sounds like Stitch on steroids in slow motion. What the heck is Game Freak thinking? It's horrifying. Kids are playing this thing and saying, Thank you for delivering my prey. It has held every kind of rock and gem in the world, and has thus achieved the supreme test. My next meal shall be my most delicious. Forget the kids. Game Freak is paying for my therapy now. What the frellin hell? Frell. I'm turning this crap off. It's not turning off. The power button is doing nothing. The home button? Nothing. The soft reset combo? Nothing. I cannot get out of this thing. The only thing I can do is press A to read the rest of the dialogue. How many kinds of gems you have you held, girl? Girl? The demo only used the male protagonist. Oh my god, kill it with fire! Shoot, I'm gonna have to buy a new 3DS. I kind of pulverized mine. 
But then, <laughs> why can I still hear the voice? Fluffy, fictional, or are they? Flip-flops. The fluffiest ones I got. <laughs> She's so good at this. <laughs> if you want to hear more things like this from the fluffiest whimsicott, you can read her article every, I believe, Saturday. She writes something on each different type, and it's so every good. <laughs> and it's written in the same exact style. So I suggest reading it if you get a chance. Yeah, her her articles are something else, man. Yeah. So our next one is from uh, Shuckles. All right. Hashtag puckle up, Pocolonians. Shuckle has returned. Firstly, Bosephus. Um, the, the the definition of firstly, according to Merriam-Webster. And lastly, um, the definition of lastly. Oh, uh, because Bo said that his words weren't real. <laughs> those are those are real as all get out, son. I just want to take a moment to redeem my ability to write according to the English language, uh, at least not the standard of Merriam-Webster. Uh, you have been redeemed. Uh, Good sir. I'm excited and happy to see about the surprise megas for Beedrill and Pid- uh, Pidgeot. However, there are some major flaws that uh, that will eliminate them easily. Um, Galwig- Galwings will almost certainly take out Mega Beedrill without much effort. Uh, Mega Pidgeot is very susceptible to 100% accurate thunder due to uh, due to no guard. Yeah, no, well, um, that's fine. That's perfectly fine because then you just come up with reason ways to stop that. Like, there's st- ways to stop Talonflame. You use a Tyranitar or something like. It'll take out Talonflame. That's how you play Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> um, something some Pokemon. Uh, Focus Focus Sash would be great, but alas, the item spot is taken up by the Megastone. Yeah. Seems like neither of those, uh, neither of these new Megas will be the next Mega Kangaskhan. Um, on a more positive note, Mega Slowbro will be uh will be a wall to be wary of, which is cool because I like Mega Slowbro a lot. No, that's me speaking. As yeah, Ethan. no, I agree with you, Ethan. Um. With shell armor, all of Mega Slowbro's defense uh, slash special defense uh, in battle stat. Okay, well, let's try this again. With shell armor, all of Mega Slowbro's defense slash special defense in battle stat improvements, Amnesia, Iron Defense, Move Tutor, can be bypassed by a critical hit. This makes Slow, uh, Mega Slowbro extremely bulky. Team it up with Safeguard or, uh, or Aromatherapy, and Mega Slowbro lasts even longer. Bosephus, no hard feelings, I hope. Uh, you just stay on your side of the English language and I'll stay on mine. Ever contrary, Chuckles. That's wonderful. All right. Uh, the next one is from uh, Artemage84. So AC Scissor. Okay. All right. Hey, Poco, what's up on the flip flop stuff? I might be too late to get to your episode for 154. I had a you're crazy not. week. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're here. I had a crazy week prepping for the Extra Life charity event I was engaging in this week. I know it was last week, but I didn't want to go from afternoons to days like I did last year. That sucked. All caps, by the way. That's a, all caps. Um, so let's flip it to your mailbag. I actually don't care for the creepypastas. I don't find them entertaining, compelling, or alluring. I'm very picky with anything that falls into the horror genre for me. Um, most just seem far too out there for me to acknowledge. I had you to must say, really hate this yeah, episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah hope, hope you survived this episode. Uh I have to say, in your reply to my email previous, I was surprised to find that I was not so much a minority in my dislike of Generation 3 Pokemon. Here, here. You, you, you are. You're alone. No one likes you. Um, it seems people are very polarized on it, either loving or hating it, after all. Also, thank you for directly addressing my question about the iTunes feed, despite having done so earlier in the episode. Oh, news about the iTunes feed. I totally yeah. forgot. I have opened up the iTunes feed to now, uh, or RSV, SS feed, so anything that you subscribe to us on. 
we now have every single episode of Puckle on that feed. Ah, cool. So you no longer have to come to the website to listen to every them. But I would That's still appreciate good. if you would come to the website. Please come to the, please come to the website, please. Uh, shows you guys really give your all to the audience. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Uh, um, well, I'm currently writing your, writing you this email while doing my Extra Life Marathon on the stream, so it should wrap it up. We'll flop into a flip and then end it with a splash on the stream. Artemidge 84. Thanks, Artemidge. Oh, thanks. Okay, our next one, our next and last email is from Trainer Naps. Blast! Bested again once by my age-old nemesis, Coins. Beware, Puckle, your newfangled metal currency won't stop me from getting the Green Taurus badge forever. Vendettas aside, congrats to Antler Boy for winning his, for his win last time. Anywho, hello there, Thatching Company. I didn't get stuck into the void again after emailing. Isn't that great? New record, two in a row. I forgot for a little while how it felt to have to ha- your re- <laughs> how it felt to have your email read on the podcast. I felt a little twinge in my chest. Must have been excitement or an abnormal abnormal heartbeat. Meh, I'm fine now. Point being, I'm back. Whoop de doo da. A brief little update on that RP thread, as I promised to work on last week. I was super busy for me, but I'm a little bit more on track now. I'm beginning to draft up a rule section, and I am working on the premise for the actual RP. And again, any interested Puckalonians should definitely stop by or contact me on the site. Thatch, I hope to be able to communicate with you on the subject in the near future. All in all, you can count on me. For the mailbag, my favorite creepypasta would have to be the Ashes Coma story. It's incredibly in-depth in its explanations about all aspects of the series. From Ashes Pokemon, his enemies and friends, the places he goes and experiences he has. I'm not, sa- I'm not that savvy with psychology. You might say I don't really know what the ids and outs are. But the details of this creepypasta is really very interesting to me. I guess I can also say that I I like the Pokemon War story about Kanto. That one raised some interesting points as well. In general, I find that I'm not so much a fan of horror stories or other things or things of the like. They're just too spooky for me. Spooky. Well, that does it for does it. Hold on, let me check if I have any wit- other witty quips to share. Nope, doesn't look like it. Hope to see you all around in the coming weeks, especially c- come or as. Until next time, Trainer Naps. So let me double check something here real quick before we award the Green Tauros badge. Guys, I think I might owe Bo a, a download of Oraz demo. Oh, oh, oh no. God, well, no, 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 no. I told him it was there and he said he was going to grab it. He didn't do it. But, but no, yeah, I, feel feel I feel bad oh about this. I feel bad about this. Why did you try it? Ian? I thought he, I thought he would have already downloaded it. Thank you, Amy, for sending <laughs> in that you... that copy of the Oraz demo and <laughs> causing drama between all of us in uh, Bo, the if you if you if if you <laughs> intended, I will I will gladly send you another <laughs> code for Oraz. Civil War and the uh, falls. <laughs> Why did you even Bo, try it? I, I, I figured he would have already downloaded it. I don't know. Why, why did you try it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I figured he would have downloaded it, so I'm going to try it anyway so I can get told that I can't have it. Uh, well, Somebody's a horrible human being. Well, Bo. <laughs> oh I owe you God. one. Oh <laughs> that is one of the better things to have happened on the podcast. No, oh, I, maybe from Ethan. your perspective. No, for me. Oh, well, no, because now I feel bad. Why did you try it, you idiot? So I think the Green Taurus badge has to go to Goggles today. 
because uh-huh. he actually sent in an email that was pre-recorded. He recorded his email and it sounded nice. Yeah, so I think the Green Tauros badge goes to goes to our friend Goggles for going above and beyond. Puckles. Puckles. And so for next week, you can always email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You do want a mailbag question, however, so that you have something to talk to me about. And next week, we're actually going to do a topic about casual Pokemon players versus competitive Pokemon players. So which side of the spectrum are you on? Are you casual? Are you competitive? Or maybe you're both. What aspects of the series do you like the most on both sides? So... Um, <laughs> you sent that on Facebook. And I'm feeling really bad about it. So you can go to, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. If you follow us on Tumblr this week, you have a chance to win another Oraz code that Ethan did not steal from you. Uh, so you can go oh. there. And that'll be awarded on Thursday the 6th, that really Oraz demo code. And until then, I guess, uh, you can also review us on iTunes if you get a chance because that is one of the most important things. And maybe if you got a little change jingling around in your pockets and a credit card number, you can donate to Puckle by going to the website and clicking the Donate tab. If you have a, an ORAS code, please donate that to me so I can give it to Bo. <laughs> oh you're going to download that one too, though. Yeah, that's the word. Let me try oh, no, this I didn't one, even guys. mean to do it, Bo. I have a problem. That's <laughs> true. So I guess uh, I guess that's it. Review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Tumblr. And do we have any other social media? No. Uh, Add me on Facebook. I'll be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> keep, uh, keep on listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want, you can stream us on Stitcher if you haven't already. And until next time, I guess, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm the artist formerly known as Scissor Kick. Ooh. I'm a very apologetic Ethan. <laughs> and here at the Lavender Town Radio Tower, on this spooky night, uh, it's closing time. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.